episode 105. Thank you all for listening to episode 104. Happy Bear Birth. I'm Gary here with my one and only co-host. Yeah, how's it going? <laughs> it's the shiv. <laughs> it's, it's going. Bear had some uh, technical difficulties at work, which I just remembered uh, we didn't take the shot. Oh, yeah, so, let's take care of that right now. Yep. All right. Cheers yeah. to you. I can't reach that far. It's good stuff. That is good. What was that? Uh, Bacardi Hurricane. Party drinks. Bacardi party drinks. Not too bad of stuff. So you haven't been here in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, it was uh, 101, I think, last yeah. time. Yeah, 101 you were here. And we did, so last week we talked about Happy Gilmore. So since you weren't here, you have any insight on Happy Gilmore? Um, it's my favorite golf hockey crossover movie of all time. <laughs> So it's not your favorite golf movie? Uh, I don't know. It might be my favorite golf movie. It's up there. I like I like 10 Cup. Yeah, that's what I said. I like. Did you know they came out the same year? No. Yeah, I had no idea. I thought 10 Cup was a lot older. I'm not really big on Legend of Bagger Vance. And, no. Um, yeah, I think what those are probably. Caddyshack. The, yeah, I don't count Caddyshack as a golf movie, though. What do you consider that? It's just a comedy. Um a Bill Murray movie? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that movie's as much about pest control as it is about <laughs> golf. You're right, gophers and yeah. all that shit. Uh, did we, we talked about, do you have any favorite quotes from Happy Gilmore? God, putting me on the spot. I know, um, making you think or not. Okay, when he's trying to uh, when he's trying to seduce uh, Julie Bowen's character, yep. and he tells her, you know, I got a hockey record. I was the only guy who ever took his skate off and tried to stab somebody with it. <laughs> yeah. It's like the worst thing you could tell any girl, yeah. you know, especially you know one that you don't know well. And yeah, he's so juvenile. That's or she. What does she say? She's like, I don't date hockey players. He's like, Well, that's good because I'm a. Or I don't date golfers. He's like, well, that's good because I'm a hockey player. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I like the uh, the whole rhyme with Shooter McGavin. You know, he's like, "Oh, why don't we eat some hay by the bay? What do you say?" I just may. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah, that I like that part, and uh, I like you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. Yeah, I eat yeah. pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat shit for breakfast? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great movie. Um, you know, one when Adam Sandler was good, he had a what was it a new movie that's on Netflix, Murder Mystery with Jennifer Aniston. It's not too yeah. bad, but it's not. It's exactly what you'd expect. Like you don't go in with high hopes, and you're like, no, oh, okay. No, I stopped. I stopped uh, giving Adam Sandler my money uh, after Grown Ups. So I, I just don't think he cares anymore. You know, uh, I like. Adam Sandler sports movies I do like. I like The Waterboy a lot. I like Happy Gilmore a lot. And uh, uh, Longest Yard was okay. Yeah. Um, Happy Gilmore. What about Billy Madison? Billy Madison I like. Um, I liked uh, I liked the one where he's the uh, football player in witness protection with Damon Wayans. Um, Bulletproof. I yes. like that one. Did you see, we talked about every girlfriend he's had in a movie is V.V., what do you mean? Like their initials are VV. Veronica Vaughn, Vicky Valancourt. I never noticed that. Um, what's uh, what's her name in Happy Gilmore? Uh, is it Vicky? 
Is she Vicky in that I one? Don't, I don't remember. I remember it wasn't until years later that I was watching Modern Family and I was trying to figure out how I knew the mom. Right. And then then it all clicked. But I don't think I've seen her in anything other than Happy Gilmore in Modern no, Family. No, I've yeah. not seen her in a thing. I think she's in, what, that and <clears throat> Happy Gilmore and Modern Family, and that's about it. Virginia Bennett is her name in Happy Gilmore. So VV and Ryan brought it up last week that it's the girlfriend in every Adam Sandler Adam Sandler movie is just VV. Why is that? I have, we the, don't know. There has to be a reason. This is this is why the internet was invented so we can get to yeah. the bottom of this mystery scoops. <laughs> yeah, very vagina, that, you know, I don't know. I don't have any idea. Well, the problem is you start running out of V names after a while. It's not like that's a common letter either. Veronica, Vicky, Veronica, Vicky, because what did we say her name was? Virginia, Virginia Bennett. Yeah. Yeah, it's an odd thing that he brought up that I found pretty amazing. Can you guess what the budget of that movie was? Of Happy Gilmore? Yeah. I will guess under $10 million. It was $12. You're you're close. $12 million. And it probably made? In box office. Probably, I'll guess, $240. $41. Of all time? Yeah. Box office, $41 million. <laughs> But, you know, with streaming and oh, uh, DVD sales and all yeah. that, yeah, it's got to be. It's And see, so you've got me wondering about Julie Bowen and what she's been in. So Happy Gilmore was her second movie. All right. What was her first? Uh, Confessions of a Sleep Addict. This is compelling stuff for a sports podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. She was in Multiplicity. Um, I don't remember her. In that. I don't either. Robin in that. She was in An American Werewolf in Paris, Amy's Orgasm, Joe Somebody, Stella Shorts, 98 to 2002, Kids in America, Sex and Death 101, Crazy on the Outside, Jumping the Broom, Horrible Bosses. Seen, I've seen Horrible Bosses. I don't, I don't remember, remember her at all. Rhonda yeah. Harkin, uh, Planes, Fire and Rescue, Life of the Party. And then in TV, well, she was in TV shows before movies, so she was in Loving was her first one. Life Stories, Class of 96, Acapulco, Heat, Runaway Daughters, Where Are My Children, Extreme. She was in an episode of Party of Five. Uh, She was in Ed, 83 episodes of Ed, 50 episodes of Boston Legal. I don't remember her in that either. No. Here, so, okay, I'm looking this up, and I'm calling bullshit on some of this because I'm, uh, the wedding singer, Drew Barrymore's character, was Julia Sullivan. She was going to be Julia Guglia. Yeah, well, he's he's saying in many of his movies, like gotcha. VV. VV. Yeah, because Feruza Balk's character in, in uh, The Waterboy was, what you, you you said it earlier. Uh, Vicky Valancourt. Vicky Valancourt, who yeah. I think Feruza Balk, we've talked about her on my podcast, has – a joker face like her smile is Dude, it's is, creepy yeah yeah she could play the joker Don't oh yeah put anything on her like in the craft she you know she owns scary so she is scary yeah is she in anything else oh yeah she was in the craft and she was in the water boy and that's the extent of my feruza bulk knowledge <laughs> that's all you got and she looks like the joker I'll pull her up on IMDb. I'm on the wedding, or I'm on, uh, I'm on Sandler's page right now, checking out the girlfriends. Well, well, while you do that and you figure that out, I'll thank some people. So, okay. how about Wes Anderson for moments in time? Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Wear Clothing, first and primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. Gave us the shirts for the Pod Beats Bogs episode 100. 
Did we tell you yet about we did figure out the equivalent for episode 200 when we do this again? All right. So we're, we're, we're trying to figure out what we're going to name it first off. I don't know if you heard this. We're going to name it The Pod Beats Patty Boggs 2 Blank Boogaloo because <laughs> we want to match that. You know how they do electric boogaloo? Yeah. And we told people, like, just give us some ideas. Put in the word. Like, it could be Drunk Fest Boogaloo. It could be whatever. Something Boogaloo. But we know it's going to be The Pod Beats Patty Boggs 2. Booze Boogaloo. Booze Boogaloo. I like that. So we got an equivalent. For every shot you drink, it's got to be over, I think it said 80 proof. That's equivalent to a 12-ounce beer. Four ounces of wine is equivalent to a 12-ounce beer. Right. So we're going to do four ounces of wine, 12-ounce beers, and each shot counts as a drink. Yeah, I'm not touching wine. No. I, I will be liquor only, but we're looking forward to that. I'll stick to beer. That's that's my drink of choice anyway. Yeah, I, I, I know. I You can see my whole – see, it's 16. Now, does that 16 actually count because it ended up all in the toilet? Yeah, I you you, you I did took it. it all in. You yeah, I, you probably you get, probably I get absorbed, an asterisk. <laughs> no, but you probably absorbed like three or four of those. You you've only lost like twelve. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, so she was in, and I forgot she was in this. Uh, she was in Almost Famous, which I love, oh, but yeah. she's also in American History X. She's the girlfriend. She's Stacy. And that's a terror. Everybody in that movie's terrifying. Oh, dude, I forgot she is yeah. that. Yeah, she's the Nazi girlfriend. So, yeah, she's creepy. I mean. Yeah, because isn't she the one that, like, tries to call him out when he, like, straightens up? Yeah. Yeah, and she, like, turns on him? Yeah, she's a great actress. She really is. She just, uh, she's got a terrifying, menacing look to her. So so she was perfect for American History X. Oh, yeah. 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 Perfect she's perfect for, for The Craft. I mean, The Craft is a strong movie. I, I'm a guy who loves that movie. So she would have been good in, like, butterfly effect with ashton kutcher instead of amy smart i would like to see her i think i think she probably is aged out of it but i would like to see her like if you did a batman beyond film and she played a you know a, a more dark adult harleen quinzel i yeah. think that would be that'd be solid that'd be solid yeah so and i told you i read the uh the uh batman white knight you got to check that out because there's you know multiple harley quinn's and you know the Joker turns good. It's really good. I enjoyed it and what they did. And and I like I started reading it again one night. And I didn't want to put it down and finish it. And I was happy to finish it. So definitely check it out. So if any of your listeners have enjoyed any of the uh, last five minutes of conversation, I, I would like to to direct them at some point in time to the Grown Ups Podcast on Spotify and on the iTunes Store. We just recorded episode sixty nine. So wait a minute. Are you on Spotify? You just mentioned Not Spotify. Spotify. I'm sorry. Uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I always say Spotify. SoundCloud and iTunes. And Grown Ups Podcast. Episode 69 was called Giggity, and it's about teen comedies, and several of the comedies we mentioned, Caddyshack and other teen movies, were you know, discussed heavily. So, so, like, was American Pie discussed? I haven't listened to that episode yes. yet. Yes. Uh, we we stick strictly to 80s and 90s teen comedies, primarily. Uh, our resident idiot, Jason, uh, doesn't know <laughs> what a teen comedy is because he picks things like Uncle Buck and <laughs> The Goonies, which are great family films, but don't necessarily fit the mold of, like, 16 Candles Uncle or Breakfast. Buck. Uncle Buck. Uncle <laughs> Buck. John Candy was great. Right. He's like, I, maybe I don't know the teen comedy as well. We don't think you do, dude. You, you're <laughs> our, screwing this up left and right. an idiot. I love it. 
So uh, continuing to thank people. So again, thanks to him. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Lawn Care, Sean. 419-704-5471. You're going to have to aim. It's going to fly right off. Serves the Toledo and surrounding area. And not. Let's just shoot America. Whoa. And you missed the TV completely. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I'm going from the side. Here. Give me the gun. I'll okay. try this. So Crandall's Quality Lawn Care. Again, a redo. 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding area. And not. Well, Bears says it arcs up. Well, I saw it hit Utah, so I'm scrolling in on Utah. It hit Utah. So, Crandall's Quality Lawn Care serves the Toledo and surrounding area and not Woodside, Utah. Yeah. Woodside, Utah. We'll go with that. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Jerk. Anyway, next, we will have to thank Tim at Verizon. Verizon's a true technology business partner who helps local businesses deploy technologies that can positively impact operations uh, and increase revenue for the company. So if you want to work with Verizon or deal with Verizon, I mean, we have them through our company. We get a, a good discount through them. But check them out. Go to their website, verizon.com, and check out uh, sales rep in your area. Thank you to Cassandra at PNC. Visit her in White House or give her a call, 419-877-0634. She can help you with all of your banking needs, whether it be loans, credit cards, or personal banking. She's there to help. And last but not least, thank you to Steve at Savage & Associates, who sponsored the Frickers Lunch and our spot in episode 100. I know you liked that quite a bit. We had a good time. Oh, yeah. I I, I like Frickers a lot, and um, I like the fact that they're local and... um, I would take Frickers over any of the national chicken chains, to really? be honest. Yeah. I, I, I'd rather have Frickers than B-dubs any day. No, what about Raising? Raising Canes? We don't have one around here. Otherwise, yeah, I'm all about Raising Canes. If you're listening and you have a Raising Canes nearby and you're not we- weighing in at three bills, you're not going to Raising Canes enough. Right. You need to go to Raising You, I think you introduced me to that. Yeah. If I lived in the Columbus, Ohio area, between Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream and Raising Cane's, I would probably be weighing in at like three three fifty. It would be bad. You'd have to buy all my jeans at Sears or Tractor Supply. <laughs> Are there even Sears anymore? Um, we have a Sears home store in our area with the scratch and dent merchandise. That's so awesome. There, so there's that. <laughs> hey, I bought a $500 microwave the other day for 200 bucks. So I was happy about that. My old one was died. So before we go into some things, you know, cause NASCAR, we're going to talk about Bristol and some other things. And we've got golf, some updates there, baseball updates. XFL has some, uh, the teams, they announced their teams, the team names, and we'll go into NFL. We're going to do an AFC West preview. NCAA, we're going to talk about the Big 12. And we're going to pick a sports movie. We haven't really decided yet, and uh, but we're going, to, we're going to figure it out. So now that you're here, something that we started doing, and you were here the first time, uh, was Jeremy starts giving us trivia questions. So what he said is, okay, for Shiv's honor, let's make it tough tonight. You don't really need to do that at all if you're listening live you should just not do that (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm telling you You don't need to do that okay with all the player movement in the nba now only two current nba players have played for the same team their entire careers for 10 or more seasons can you name them one point for each oh wow the same team their their entire career yep uh i'll guess larry bird no current oh current yes 
That so makes it tougher. I won't give Bear – we won't do any points here, but I'm going to do, a, like, some asterisk points here. So it has to be 10 years or more, entire career. Yep. Same team. Yep. Steph Curry. He was one of mine. I'm going to go with him, too. I feel like that's the easy one. I feel like the other one's probably hard. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm trying to think of, too. Who else could it be? Steph Curry. Hmm. Nobody really stays around anymore. I'm going to go with Clay Thompson as my other one. That's not a bad pick. Yeah. Okay. That'll work. Solid? Yeah, yeah that's solid. Steph and Clay. Here we go. Let's see what Jeremy comes back with. And uh, so that was trivia question number one. And I wouldn't be shocked if it was both of them. Um, but we'll see. And I'm not sure. I, I don't know what's going on. And hopefully he's going to get back to us here in a minute. I'm waiting on him. I typed it back, but it takes a minute for him because, you know, he's doing a lot of things. But it looks like he just got back to us. Steph Curry is correct. That is one. Clay Thompson has not made it to 10 years. Udonis Haslam is the other one, even though he rarely plays. Yeah, I'm slightly aware of him. So Clay's nine years. I knew it had to be close. Yeah. Yeah, he's right there. So Clay Thompson will be there because they just paid that man. And he's yeah. he's making money, but they're not gonna they're not gonna be what we think they are. They're gonna probably be like a four or five seed in the West, maybe a six, but they'll still get there. I mean, they're it's the Warriors. Just give Clay the ball; he'll shoot some threes. So he said, "You did we did well with the NBA question last week. So now name the top five NFL teams by win percentage all time. Bonus point if you get number one." And then also bonus point, if you can let me know who is dead last in the NFL with win percentage of all time. Of all time. So we got to go top five win percentages. So we could probably do this as a group. Patriots, Cowboys, Bears, Packers. Patriots, Cowboys, that's what, Bears, Packers, and what else Probably you got? Steelers. Packers, Steelers. That would be my top five. I'm solid with that. And then worst... Of all time? I'm going Buffalo. Well, they had four good uh, no, years, though. Buffalo, it, and the Jim Kelly years at Buffalo were good. Yeah, they good. were good. So we have to think about this. Um, the Lions. No, they've had, well, they've been up and down. Like, all time makes it tough. because. The Browns, well, the Browns were good back in the day. The Browns owned the, the 60s. Um, yeah, the Bengals have had, like, a couple of good runs, but they haven't had a solid run since the early 90s. So Bengals? Bengals. Worst Bengals. So he said, okay, and the worst NFL team. Worst Bengals. I hope it's not the Browns or anybody else. Number one, Dallas. Number two, Chicago. Number three, Green Bay. Number four, New England. Nice. Number five. Steelers. Miami. Shit. We were there, four out of five. Four out of five. I'll take that. And he said he never would have got that. And Tampa Bay is dead last. Well, I... I forget that they have a team. That's how atrocious they are. I want to know where Pittsburgh fell in. Where did Pitt fall in? I'm shocked they're not in the top five. I haven't cared about Tampa Bay since Vinny Testaverde. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We'll end it with baseball. Mike Messina once had 17 straight seasons of 10-plus wins. Name the two active pitchers who even have had 10 in a row at any point in their careers. No, I... 
Baseball's not wow, a sport. Wow, the Steelers are 12th. This is all you, dude. Steelers are 12th, though. Can you believe that for record? It's crazy. All-time win percentage? Name two active pitchers who have had 10 in a row at any point in their careers. 10 or more wins. Who's that That big – oh, God, what's his name? I'm trying to think of the pitchers. Um, Do you remember when all the pitchers were thin when we were kids? Right. Yeah, and they're all just giant fat tubs now. <laughs> they're all tubs. Oh, God, I'm trying to think. Um, David Price, he seems like a solid one. He's been around, I feel like, forever. And that I'm going to call him the fat 45-year-old guy. Can't remember his name. Bad with names. He just hit a home run, his first career home run, like, last year. No. Yeah, I, I tell I, you, baseball is not my sport. Yeah, I... He, my Bartolo buddy, Colon. Yes, that's who I'm thinking of. My buddy just sent me a, a current picture of Aaron Rodgers. Damn it. Price had eight in a row. Son of a bitch. Yeah. That's when he got, yep. What came, the hell came is off Aaron the doing? Price had eight in a row. Damn it. I was close on him. Bartolo Colon. No for Bartolo. Shit. CeCe Sabathia. Wow. I didn't even pick the Yankee. 13 in a row. Granky, 12 in a row, including this year. Yeah. CeCe should have been obvious for you. <laughs> and he's right. Damn it. Said, told you they were tough. You were absolutely right. I'm looking up sports movies to figure out what I want to talk about later. Ah, <sighs> and we got wrestling. All right. So now talk about NASCAR. So I'm going to update our standings real quick for NASCAR. Right now, uh, Bear and I just went to the Bristol race with uh, with Big and Tasty and Beer League. We had a great time. We got hammered drunk, like bad drunk. And Bear had the greatest idea in the world. So we had to look for a 14 by 14 cooler to take into the race, right? We couldn't find one at Walmart. So we all bought those big thermoses, you know, that you would take to like football practice. Yeah. Filled them with Tito's. I think he had Jim Beam Peach and we filled ours with Tito's. And lemonade took him to the race. For me, it lasted the whole race. The other guys, it was gone early, but we were, we were Thursday. You, I was you weren't feeling any pain. Oh, dude, no, like that was a bad Saturday, but Thursday it was a rough time. Were you like, guys watching qualifying and all that? We watched that. That was on Friday, and we went there on Friday. Thursday we just got in late and then just went to the bars. And we're in a college town, East, Eastern Tennessee State University. Yeah. Your East Tennessee State University just obliterated. I think I had like 25 shots. That's for all the kids that couldn't get into the University of Tennessee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, dude, it was terrible. Like, I just remember I was just drinking and drinking and drinking, and I felt it later. It was bad. I, I had the same kind of repeat episode where my head was hanging in the sink because oh. I was just like, oh, I'm done. But I, I was able to go right to bed after about 15 minutes of that. So we were good instead of three hours. Yeah. Liquor does me better. And having 25 versus 16 beers, I was proud of that. Yeah. So couldn't couldn't beat it. We had the Bristol race. Um, Brandon had Bubba Wallace. Bear had Ryan Priest. I had Matt DiBenedetto, who was winning the race with 12 laps to go. Everybody was cheering him on, and he ended up finishing second. So updated standings, 15.3 for me, 15 for Brandon, who's winning, and 16.5 for Bear with 12 races to go. We don't have a race this week. Next week they're in Darlington. I am only six points behind Brandon, so six positions behind Brandon. After 24 races, we're within six points. 
Six positions. That's yeah. That's that's, that's insane. And Bear is within thirty four, so he's right there too. Right, he can still pull it off. Yeah. So yeah. we've got we've got two races left. We got Darlington and Indy, so we don't have to pick this week. But I was telling you on the way here that we we watched uh, the they do the driver introductions and De Benedetto came. He's Italian. He came out to gonna fly now. And he's in Rocky, you know, he's in gloves and like the the whole coat and everything, and it was just it was amazing. And he was winning, he had it. Brandon hates Kyle Bush. He qualified terrible, was thirty first, was two laps down at one point or one lap down, comes back, leading the race for the longest time, he finished like fourth or fifth. I'm like, great. I like Kyle Bush. I had all my Kyle Bush garb on. I was laughing because it has a little monster symbol, so I think of the shit you say about my name's Kyle and I like to drink monster. Yeah, it's such a <laughs> Kyle thing. <laughs> yeah. So Kyle-ish. It's terrible. But anytime you see a dude with a monster tattoo, his name is Kyle. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen anybody with a monster tattoo. I saw there's if you Google these, they're all over Instagram, like on bad tattoos. I don't, and I stuff don't like have that. Instagram. Oh, you should. Uh, there's a uh, a bad tattoo page I follow, and there's so many guys. They're all like labeled hashtag Kyle that have like uh, mom tattoos, but the mom. The M's are both spelled with the monster logo. Oh, my it's God. terrible. So is is that like photo bucket today? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's it's paired with Facebook. I mean, Facebook owns Instagram. You can... Do they? Yeah. Huh. I'm surprised you're not on it because you're, you're on Facebook. You might as well. They have all your your info. They have your digital well, shit anyway. Well, yeah, right. And then everybody just talks about, check me out on Insta. I'm like, right. no, I don't want to. I don't, I don't even know what the gram is. Well, that's – and and now it's it's not kids that are using it. I mean, all the kids are on Snap. So the adults – once I'm, I'm the, on Snap. But once the adults get on something, it's not cool for kids anymore. So the more adults that take over Snap, the kids will move on to something else. Yeah, they'll find something else. I mean, I'm on Snap. You know, a lot of – I think most people I know are on Snapchat. Maybe MySpace will make a comeback because Timberlake bought it. I'm sure he would like to get it. Did he buy it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's looking to get his money back. <laughs> so he bought that, and he's probably using it just for music, though, right? Yeah, and who knows? I mean, it's still a known property, so it could come back. I know he got it for cheap. Yeah, oh, of course he did. And so do you, we talked – we don't have to cover NASCAR anymore. I think that's done for you. But um, so in golf, uh, there is one tournament left. It is currently going on. It's the Tour Championship and uh, they're playing right now. And how it started out, if you were in first in the FedEx Cup, you started at 10 under. The next guy was, I think, 8 or 7 under, then 7, 6, 4, and so on and so forth down the line. And Brandon, my guy, I had Dustin Johnson last week. He finished 57th. Brandon's guy won, so he caught me again 56 points more. So he's 24 behind with this is the last one. It could have been the most epic fail, which I can still lose because if Kepka pulls out, and doesn't finish this tournament or gets hurt or whatever, I could be out, and that would suck. And I hope that doesn't happen. But I took uh, Kepka last week. I kept it the same. Uh, Bear took Xander Shoffley this week, and Brandon took Dustin Johnson. So I just have to hope that Dustin Johnson does not finish 24 spots ahead of Brooks Kepka, which as they stand right now, Dustin Johnson is three over, and he's in 23rd. So I'm looking like I'm going to lock up the uh, championship here for golf. Kepka, nice. Yeah, Kepka, Shoffley, Xander Shoffley, and Justin Thomas are all 10 under. Here's the fun fact about this. 
Thomas started even, or started 10 under today. He was even. Kepka was 7 under. He went 3 under today, so he's 10 under. Also tied for first. Xander Schauffele shot 6 under. He started the day 4 under. So all three of those guys are 10 under. One shot even, one shot 3 under, one shot 6 under. It's all even now going into tomorrow, which is Friday. And then Rory McIlroy's 9 under. He was 4 under today. Kuchar's 4 under today. So he's 8 under. Patrick Cantlay's uh, even. He was 8 under. Hideki Matsuyama's 7 under. He was 4 under for the day. So just a lot of guys moved up and down there, yeah. and it's great. Today was a great round for a lot of guys. Oh, Shawflay six under to be tied for first. That's uh, he got himself right there, and he started you know six shots behind. So if he if that's it, nuts, right? And if if this if this was going by just how they shot today, he would have a two shot lead right now over everybody right. else, which is insane. Kepka would be he wouldn't even be there, but he'd be in like six. One, two, three, four. Yeah, he'd be in six because four guys are four under right now for the for the first day. McElroy, Kucher, Matsuyama, and Paul Casey. So hopefully lock this up, barring any crazy shit happening. NASCAR will end. I will or NASCAR will end. Golf will end. I will be happy. I'll have a championship. Maybe Brandon will beat me in NASCAR, but we got twelve races to go, and I'm only six spots behind. And Bears only thirty four behind. And we get to after the next two races, the playoffs start. So we have to pick 26 different drivers for the first 26 races. After that, we reset, and we can repick guys, but again, only one time. So we can pick one guy for the 10 races, each of the 10 races. Wow. So you, once you pick him, he's burnt. He's burnt for the first 26 races. Yeah. But when the playoffs start, we can reset. So I can take Kyle Busch again, Truex again, Logano again, and those right. guys. So it'll be interesting to see. But all right, do you you said you are not a baseball fan? Not anymore. I mean, when I was a kid, yeah. Who but, was your team when you were a kid? Uh, Cincinnati. That is probably why. Yeah, you do not care. No, I I have not been a a fan for a long time. Uh, probably since you no know, Joe Oliver was catching. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after Barry Larkin retired, I really lost interest in the Reds. No, oh, it's terrible. The, uh, so the Yankees are um, 83 and 45. So they're best record in the American League by two games. And they've lost three in a row, but they're still nine ahead of Tampa. 99.9% chance to make the playoffs. In uh, the Central, the Twins are three games up on the Indians. Um, White Sox are twenty almost 20 games out, so they're out. In the West, Houston is seven games up on Oakland and 18 up on Texas, so they're out. Uh, in the National League, Braves are six up on the Nationals, nine up on the Phillies and the and the Mets. Mets have won four in a row again. They go on streaks. They won like eight in a row, then lost a bunch, and now they've won four in a row again. In the Central, Chicago is a game up on St. Louis and four up on Milwaukee, and eight and a half up on the Reds. Ten and, or no, sixteen and a half on Pittsburgh. Not too bad. And then out west, the Dodgers are twenty games up on the Diamondbacks. So that race is That's over. done, yeah. That race is absolutely over. So if you're looking at the wild card, now I don't know how familiar you are with baseball. There's two wild card teams right. on each side. So the Indians are a half game up on Oakland and Tampa, who are both they're even right now. They're the uh, Tampa's played two more games, but they have an even record. So right now the Indians would be in and the A's based on percentage. So We'll see. That's the shuffle. The Red Sox are six and a half out. I don't know if they're going to make it. The season's winding down. They've played 129 games. There's still 33 to go. There's a shot for them. 
But out out uh, west, it's a lot closer. The Nationals are a game and a half up of third place. St. Louis is right there, too, in the playoffs. They're a game and a half up on Philly, a game and a half up on the Mets, three up on Milwaukee, four and a half on Arizona, five and a half on St. Louis or San Francisco, seven and a half on Cincinnati, eight and a half on San Diego. That's close out there. Yeah. There's some teams that are still in there. I mean, the Marlins are out. They're 22 out. They're not making it. The Pirates are out. They're 15 and a half. Colorado's 10 out. Even San Diego, eight and a half. The Reds, seven and a half. That's tough. I think the top one, two, three, four, probably five teams have a shot. They're within three games. That's probably about it. How many, uh, the Marlins are atrocious. How many um, years do you think Jeter's going to get to turn them around? Five. They'll give him five years? Yeah, he owns the team. I know, but... He's a part owner, I should say. Right. He carries... I mean, his name carries a lot of weight, and it will continue to. But I, I just kind of wonder, well, you know, after a while, how long are they going to put up with, you know, the product that, that they have there? And when he's trading away the team, you know, he traded Stanton to his Yankees. Right. And uh, they've traded other guys, too. I, I just don't... I don't know. I would think five years, but that's going to be a tough one. I don't... The Marlins are going to be bad. They've always been bad. The last time they were good was 97 when they went to the World Series and won. Right. That's about it. They've done nothing else. I don't know how you feel about it, but I just don't see them. I don't see them doing anything. No. I really don't. Now, you and I, before we came here, we, we went to a scrimmage. I know your, your, uh, your people were there at the, at the scrimmage and playing. And uh, I mean, how'd they look, you think? Um, you know, it's, it's hard to tell. Uh, I, I think, you know, you, you just try to get as many looks as you can. Um, good team playing against a really good team. So, you know, it's trying to be as ambiguous as possible here. Yeah, I know. Uh, It's all good. No, uh, we, we watched two really good teams play and, you know, one was obviously a little bit more polished, had more size and more speed. But um, considering who, you know, our team uh, has to play in a regular season, I, I think we look okay. We look okay. And then uh, the team that was actually playing was uh, one of them is a, a team we talk about that uh, somebody on this podcast actually coached. So that was good to see. Yeah. We ran into him. So Maybe someday we'll see him back. I doubt it, but Maybe. So the XFL, you and I talked a little bit about this, the team names that they came out with. So here's the, the teams, and you can tell us how your feelings about where these teams are located. But we've got the Dallas Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, Los Angeles Wildcats, New York Guardians, Seattle Dragons, St. Louis Battlehawks, Tampa Bay Vipers, Washington Defenders. Personally, I think I like them all. The Vipers, I think they missed an opportunity by not putting that in St. Louis. Since Randy Orton's from St. Louis, he's a Viper. But I don't know. I, I'm okay with it. What do you think about where the teams are located, though? We talked briefly about this. It bothers me that Vince didn't put them in cities that currently don't have NFL teams. Every XFL team is in a city that has an NFL team. And I, I understand that there's you know uh, different seasons and and all of that, so you're not you know necessarily trying to like split the pot. But at the same time, I think it would have been really nice for a lot of these mid-sized cities to get an XFL team because, you know, living in a mid-sized city community, we know how how big people turn out for Mudhens games, 
uh, walleye games, things like that. You throw an XFL team, and I know they've tried to do arena football and some you know smaller things here, but XFL is a different brand. You know, it's televised, it's known. Um, I think that 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 was a missed opportunity. You know, I agree, but I, I don't think they. Do you think that Toledo could have done a good job here with that? Or do you think that a big market like they're going in is going to draw more fans? Because they don't really – they could fit, what, 8,000, 9,000 into Huntington? Yeah. But you put I, – I mean, obviously, they're going to be playing these games in, you know, larger arenas that are already there, and that might be part of the appeal. So I, I, I get it. Um, you know, and they, they've brought some um, pretty good accountability to the XFL. Um already you know based on who they've hired for coaching so i don't know i think uh, i think the approach this time around is is a little bit better um i'm looking at where they're all playing right now the new york guardians play at metlife stadium so there you go yeah you know, they're yeah. playing in big places yeah and uh, i think the dallas team is playing where the rangers are leaving yeah globe arlington. life park in yeah. arlington yeah because um, they're building a new one yeah so I mean, they I, I get it. The bigger cities have you know uh, places for them to play, ready to go, so they don't have to you know. And and the mid-sized cities don't necessarily have the infrastructure. But if you look at the map, the XFL map, I mean, the entire middle of the country is completely unrepresented. You go from St. Louis. And unless you dip down to Texas, you don't hit anything until you get to L.A. Yeah. So. There's nothing. No, and I mean, why not throw a team in Oklahoma? Oklahoma supports football. That's a big football well, I think state. Dallas is so close close enough for them that they probably don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I Nebraska, obviously, is uh, has a lot of diehard college fans. So, I'm, I don't know. There's And I know those are smaller populated areas. I get it. Uh, but at the same time, the Outlaws and the Renegades and the Roughnecks all in one state, and the Outlaws and the Renegades aren't that far apart. I mean, they're... I, I can't even stick my like fingernail between where the two dots are on this map. <laughs> they're that close. They're that close. Like, New York has one team. Texas has three. That's crazy to me. California has one. You know, that's just nuts to me. America's, you know, genitalia, Florida has one. <laughs> um, I hope the Vipers do well in Tampa Bay because the Bucks, you know, suck. So something's got to be better. Maybe that's part of it, too. He's he's putting other than, you know, well, St. Louis lost their team. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, that's kind of nice for, for St. Louis. But yeah, because they're going to play, I think, at the Dome. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we tried you know. to play there once. You too. Oh yeah, race riots. Yeah, I played there with uh, Garth though. I was there. He played. Yeah, I don't have any luck in that city. No, I'm not a big St. Louis fan. No, me, I'm still not. But um, so you weren't here last week, and we did an NFC West preview. Do you want to give us your thoughts on the records between Seattle, San Fran, Arizona, and the Rams? Like, who's going to do the best? Yep. Rams for number one. What's your record there? I'll go thirteen and three. Ooh, bold. 
Yeah, I think they're going to dominate. Next, San Fran, Arizona, and Seattle. Take Seattle for number two. Record? Uh, let's go 10 and 6. Okay. That's what I had him at. Bear has him at 9 and 7. San Fran or Arizona? Oh, God. They both. I'll probably take Arizona over San Francisco. Really? Don't like Slightly. Garoppolo? No, I think San you believe Francisco, in Kyler Murray? I think San Francisco is a shit product. I really do at this point. They're burned. All right. What do you got records-wise? Um, I think both of them are having losing records, losing seasons. Uh, I will take Arizona 6-10. and 10. Okay. I'll take San Francisco 4-12. and 12. Oh, wow. You have no faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. No. None. All right. Well, let's do a quick uh, AFC West preview. So you've got Denver, Kansas City, L.A. Chargers, Vegas Raiders, or Oakland, but we'll be Vegas next year. That whole conference sucks. Um, what? No, that I, division. Yeah, Are you I, kidding me? No, I'm not. Well, I'm not big on. Um, I'm not big on on Raiders at all. Uh, Gruden has not saved the team. Um, I know that that's going to upset like the entire uh, fan base. Yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. They're all ripping down their Kid Rock posters in <laughs> anger right now. Um, I will take, okay, so my options are Denver, Denver, Vegas. Oakland, or Vegas, Los Angeles Chargers, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs obviously are winning this. Yep. Um, they're running away with it. Record. Um, let's go 11-5. and five. I had them at 13-3. and three. Next. I, I'll go 12-4. and four. Okay. Okay, 12-4. and four. Like it. Um, Chargers. I got them, too. We'll say 10-6. and six. That's what I got them at. And then Denver, 8-8. Um, eight and eight. I got them at 7-9. and nine. I like it. And Oakland. Oakland, 4-12. Uh, and, and I got them at 5-11. and 11. I like it. We'll get Bears Bears things for him. I think this this that division was easy. We we picked it because we thought that Security Jeff was going to be able to make it because I wanted to hear some more Denver stories while yeah. I'm sober. But yeah, that's okay. We'll get him another time. I just think I, I think that uh, you know it's indicative of the NFL right now. Every division has like a stud, and then everybody else is kind of playing, trying not to be last. Well, in this one, you got. <laughs> You got two teams that are trying very hard not to be last, but Oakland's just terrible. They are. They're god-awful right now. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do and what happens. I don't see um, – you know, they, they've got already a headache with mm-hmm. Antonio Brown out there with the whole helmet issue. I don't know yeah. if you've heard about that. Yeah. It's just a, and he appealed it again. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't think he's going to get what he wants. No. The, the, the cool thing about Oakland moving to Vegas, and, you know, I was like – Having been in Vegas twice this summer, watching the stadium go up, and it's going up quick. Yeah, and oh my we're, God, yes. they're, they're putting it right at the end of the strip, as far away or as far down as they could get without basically running into the airport. Um, the the this the location is perfect, and uh, going to Vegas in the fall during football season that's going to be great. You know, anybody, yeah. they're going to get so much out-of-town business. Like It's Vegas, so they're already getting, you know, everybody coming in anyway. But you throw the Raiders in there, the Raiders can have 
shitty season after shitty season. They don't have to be good. They are they that fan base is rabid and they're going to draw a crowd anyway. But you throw Especially them in Vegas. Vegas, you throw that in Vegas. That's magic, man. I don't know <laughs> why another team didn't try to get into Vegas sooner. To be honest, no, I agree. I don't. I don't know what happens. I I think that you know Vegas will do well out there, or the Raiders will do well in Vegas. It's perfect for them. Oh, they're they're gonna have a license to print their own money. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, they are, and their stadium looks insane. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, it's gigantic. It, it's gonna be ridiculous. I mean, it's gonna be a huge draw too when people are out there. And you know how like you get off the strip and you get a block off the strip in Vegas, and there's some shittier areas and some areas you don't really necessarily want to be in at night. Or you, you have to Uber. Um, once the stadium goes in, a lot of the seedier stuff on the other side of that, you know, kind of over in like the the like strip club row and all that that's yeah. over on that side those things are going to start getting you know renovated pretty quick and you're yeah. going to see pretty much a continuation like i almost i would see like a, a second strip running parallel to the the current vegas strip you know because you're going to have to have places for these people because you're going to still have all the gamblers that want to come in and enjoy the resorts and the casinos but now you got you, the football crowd too do you think they're gonna ha- are they gonna allow gambling in the stadium um, I don't know if you could not. Because I, I, but they wouldn't allow sports betting, I don't think. See, I, I don't know how you couldn't. I mean, you get off the airplane and there's a. Would they have a sports book, you think, in the stadium? I don't think they'd have a sports book in the stadium. I think the NFL would have a real problem with that. Yeah. But I don't see how you wouldn't have a slot machine, you know, it, you know, out there next to where you're buying your cheesy pretzel. I, I agree. That's kind of like uh where is that? Atlanta, where they built their new stadium? Yeah. You know they have a Chick-fil-A in there? I'm like, no, wait a minute. So if they play on Sunday, Chick-fil-A is closed. Same thing if you go to Cedar Point on a Sunday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so the college games, obviously, they're open. Or if there's Monday night football, Thursday, they're open. But primarily, they play on Sunday, Right. the Falcons. They ain't selling shit. But they don't care. We just saw a thing the other day. There, I I looked at it when we were at. Uh, we went to. What are all the chicken places? Popeyes. What's the one that's churches? No. Raising Canes. Mm. We went where the KFC. Heck? No, we went somewhere else. Lee's famous recipe. No. Kenny Rogers Roasters. <laughs> no, I cannot. Was it Popeyes? I don't know what the hell it was. Popeyes just this week released a sandwich that they're trying to say is better than. What is it? They, it's a chicken sandwich. They say is better no, what, than Chick Fil A. What was it though? It's Popeyes. No, what was the chicken sandwich? What I don't the know hell what it's did called. I, eat I don't know what it's called, but it's taken off on social media. A lot of people say it's better than uh, it's better than God's chicken, which is uh, Chick Fil A. That's hard to. I don't know about that. Um, chick was it pop? No, Bojangles. That's oh, where we went. that's a southern chain. Yeah. <laughs> You can only get Bojangles in the South. Yeah, it was Bojangles. That's where we went, and we got uh, I got a some kind of chicken sandwich. It was really good. A biscuit, like a Cajun, chicken and biscuit. Yeah, it was a Cajun chicken sandwich with a biscuit. Yeah, and they had like their Cajun beans. It was good. I enjoyed it. When you guys were down south, you go to a backyard barbecue. Mm-mm. They have uh, isn't there one here? No. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's different. There's something something barbecue. It's like uh, they have all these like handmade milkshakes and then flame flame uh, burgers and it's really really good. It's a southern chain. It's kind of like Shoney's though. You know, you can only get it in the south or Crystal Burger. You can only get it in the south. So it's kind of got the novelty there. The I 
you know, I think that is probably the first time I had Bojangles. It's great stuff. Yeah. The lady there was an idiot, but it was good. She's like, you know, doing it. Chicken and a biscuit. Right. You know how they say it in the thing, and I'm like, okay. And then uh, I just want my biscuit and my chicken. I, I Here's the weird thing about the South, though, too. Like, up here, we you see a Hardee's, and it's like the, the strangest thing. It's like, I thought they stopped. You know, I thought they were out of business. I had no there, idea. There's a ton down there. And they're everywhere in the South. They love their Hardee's down there. They have a shitload of uh, Jack in the Box, like yeah. out West and down South. Yeah. Did you know, like, I was out with Robbie in the lobby, and you can buy the little stupid, what is he? Jack in the Box? The character that kind of yeah. looks like Mr. Bill. Yeah. yeah. And you can buy the little foam head and put it on your antenna of your car. They're everywhere. You see them. Yeah. yeah. So he has those. He thinks it's great. He put it on every car. Yeah. But I, I, I just don't get it. It's it's a I think because you can't get it other places, um, it's kind of like uh, In-N-Out Burger, which is okay. You it's, know? A, it's exactly it. It is okay. It's Everybody, okay. I go to California, got to have it. It's okay. I, it, give me Whataburger. Right. Whataburger is much better, a much better product. But, you know, I think In-N-Out, they have their own, like, secret menu that people kind of get all over. and. Mm-hmm. Because you can't get it anywhere else out here. It's such a novelty. But for me, I'd rather have, you know, um, a non-chain, you know, mom and pop. And if if I am going to a burger chain, um, I think Red Robin does a hell of a job with the burger. So, Dude, Red uh, Robin's good. And you get, and I, I went there and I had, uh, during this whole Whole30 thing, they have some kind of chicken there. I can't remember what it was, chicken breast. And got it, and then I noticed you can get unlimited broccoli. So yeah. I got unlimited broccoli. I do that. I get the unlimited broccoli, and I get it wrapped in lettuce. The broccoli? I no, I get my burger wrapped in lettuce. It's my my chicken sandwich or whatever, my chicken breast. I forgot you could do that. Yeah, so you're not dealing with a bun. Yeah. I just got the whatever the chicken breast was. That's what I decided to get, and I thought it was good. The last time I was there, though, and I got the steamed broccoli and instead of fries, the waitress looked at me like, you know. Like, what are you doing? I mean, I no, may or nobody may else have, does this. I may or may not have eaten fries while I was there. May or may not have. I, I'm not kidding. Last time I was at Red Robin, I had like six different, six plates of steamed broccoli. They just kept bringing it out to me. <laughs> I can believe that. The uh, So here's the thing. Since 2010, Chick-fil-A has led the fast, because we were talking about Chick-fil-A, led the fast food industry in average sales per restaurant. Despite being open only six days, they gross an average of $4.8 million per restaurant. What is second and how much? Second place for fast food? Per store, like average per store. So you got to think outside the box. And Um, that's not a hint. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm I'm thinking about Taco Bell if you're saying that. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Part of me wants to say Subway because they're just everywhere, but. Nope. Is I have mentioned this restaurant today. On the podcast? Mm-hmm. Was it Bojangles? No. Oh. I don't know, dude. Whataburger. Whataburger, really? So $4.8 million for Chick-fil-A, and Whataburger was second with how much per restaurant? Let's go 3-7. 2-7. Oh. That tells you how much Chick-fil-A destroys they people. They are dominating. Wow. So, so can you tell me, because I have no fucking clue. When I was younger, I only remember Chick-fil-A being in the fucking mall, and it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. 
Totally. Uh, they had waffle fries and chicken sandwiches, and that's all I knew them for. And they were in the mall. That's it. What happened? I don't know. They their marketing smart. Um, they have a rabid fan base. They they do a thing where it's they God's open chicken, a store, man. <laughs> right? But they do a thing where they open a store, and if you're one of the first 100 people, you get like free chicken for a year. You know? Wow. And so they do have people whenever they open a store that camp out, and they, you know, get their free chicken for a year. And I, I saw the shit they go through. Like so, and we talked about this too. So Chick Fil A owns every one of the stores. Right. They own every one of them. It's not franchised. No. They own every one. They handpick the person that's going to do it. And they have to just have $10,000 to invest. And then, you know, you're set for life you get in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Millions of dollars, as you can see. They are set for life. They have a lot of quality control over their product. I know um, someone who owns or franchises, um, who owns a couple Panera Breads. Yeah. And there's a lot of oversight there, too, because they know what they have and they want to keep an eye on the product. Makes I think sense. That level of commitment. It's not like McDonald's where you can go buy a McDonald's and never show up. No. No. And I think McDonald's probably has gotten in trouble over the years because they do have too many absentee owners. Yeah, they yeah. do. And, you know, I've talked about, I, I talked with uh, Bear off the air one day. I said, dude, I'm, I'm getting this itch to get back into the pizza business. And, and I told him, I said, there's a few places I would love to go. One being where our main office is, where I work by day, our main office down there because there's nothing. And then two... Amazon's opening in Rossford. Oh, like, yeah. Dude, just have a buffet. That's it. Yeah. Or a restaurant and only be open till 2 o'clock. Yeah. Like, uh, what is that? Reynolds Garden Cafe. You yeah. Oh, there? you can eat pizza. Yeah, I actually know the owners of the Reynolds Garden Cafe. Do you? Yeah. I, love, I love the place. It's yeah. open till 2 or 3. Their food is, like, the portions are, like, 6 bucks, and it's, like, this fucking big. It's right. huge. My, it's ridiculous. Uh, you ever eat at Nick's down there? It's right by my office, and I've been told I've never eaten there, but several people have said, go there, you be prepared to eat. Yeah, the portions are gigantic. It's cheap. The food's good. Yeah, and they're always busy. They're they're slammed, especially on the weekends. But, yeah, it's it's you walk in. So you're they, telling they, me go for lunch someday after this whole 30 things. Oh, done. yeah, the, de- the decor is super dated. I mean, you feel like you're eating in 1984. That's okay. Um, but the food, uh, the food is stellar, and the the portions are gigantic. The last time I got there, I ate a salad and I couldn't finish it. And I can eat. Yeah. So, <laughs> what what the hell is the name of that place we all said we need to go in Monroe, like the mobster looking place? Uh, Angelo's. I couldn't tell you. Is it Angelo's? It seems like a Jeff thing that he would know. In I feel Monroe? like it's called Angelo's in Michigan, like right over the line. It's a, an Italian restaurant. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Angelo's because Bear and I have talked about how we need to go there. Um, I, I've lived here 20 years, and I've never eaten at Inky's Italian, and I've been told that I have to eat at Inky's at some point in time. Really? That's what I've been told by people. I think it's Angelo's. Okay. Um, What's your favorite? Uh, who, who makes your favorite pizza in the Toledo area? Village Idiot. Hands down, right? Yeah, except here's my problem with them now, though. I don't know when's the la- when the last time you got a pizza there was. For me, it's been four or five months. Probably but, around there. Um, and we might have been together, but they used to do, they made their own crust. And they had the beautiful thin crust. Now they use thin and crispy for everything. So thin and crispy, like I had thin and crispy. Pizza Hut has thin and crispy. Um, Marco's has thin and crispy. They're not making their own dough? Nope. No, that's not good. But it was still solid. It was still 10. 
the banana peppers, spicy sausage, and the hand-cut pepperoni. Yes. Not the pre-sliced stuff. Exactly. The stuff that they slice there, super thick, that's that's the best pizza on the menu. Yeah. It's, well, it's not. I mean, you pick your own. Or if you go no, with chef, thing. Chef's Choice, which I always kind of like, too, because they're going to throw like whatever they feel like making it. And if they're in a good mood, it's usually like freaking awesome. So hopefully they're in a good mood. Yeah, anytime I've been anywhere and I've gotten like the chef's choice and you just I think they like that you trust them and so they're going to make you something special. Right. Whenever you order something like that anywhere. You you would hope. I, I don't know. Is your favorite still Village Idiot? Village Idiot's hands down my favorite. If we're looking at like local chains, I really do like Gino's. Um I like Tano's. I like um I like Amy's. That's Gino's ex-wife. She yeah. got the sauce in the doors. Um <laughs> No shit, right? Yeah, and if you're looking at, like, national chains, um, you know, Vito's is fine. Um, what's the other one that's based out? Marco's is fine. Marco's is fine. Pizza Hut's the biggest. It's fine. It's, How about Costco? Costco's, like, the second largest pizza maker If they in the were country. just a pizza place, yeah. Yeah, they sell, I think Pizza Hut beats them, and then after Pizza Hut, Costco sells more pizza than anybody else. Yeah, it's like, it might be Domino's up there, too, but Costco, I'm like, what do you think of their pizza, though? It's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I'd take it over a $5 hot and ready any day. Yeah. You know? um, what about the $8 hot and ready? The all meat. I've never had that. It's not bad. I always, uh, whenever I wanted to, like, cheap out on a babysitter, when they're, you know, I, I would go get a, uh, a $5 hot and ready because my kids were little and, you know, I'm already paying the babysitter to be there. I don't need to. <laughs> feed them to feed to feed them like a twenty five dollar pizza. So you know five dollar hot and ready kind of did. You, you could have called me. I would have just gave you the pizza. Well, this is back when I you went, didn't have a pizza shop, and I lived like thirty minutes away from where your shop is. So yeah, that's true. That, that that's absolutely worked. right. Yeah, now it'd be a little different though. Um, so lastly on the NFL, a few things. So Jalen Smith for the Cowboys got a five year extension, sixty four million dollars. So think of this, Jalen played for Notre Dame, got hurt, got drafted late by the Cowboys. He's a stud. Yeah. You know, they've got Vanderbosch too, um, who is just a their, – their core is just ridiculous on defense. And they offered Zeke a contract today. I don't know how much for, but they said it would make him, I think, the one of the top two paid running backs in the league. Is he going to take it? We'll see. I don't know. I think he wants to be the top, but – that's like Dak, you know, this whole thing about he asked for $40 million. I don't know if he actually did, but he's not going to get it. He shouldn't get it. Jerry got in trouble this week, and I forget what he did. Jerry, he Jerry said some said, shit to, about Zeke. Zeke who? And I'm like, you fucking idiot. Right. That, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Jerry's just a – he's a dick. And then, I, I think he thinks that he can get by with anything. Like he's made of Teflon, you know, that nothing can stick to him. Well, he is made of plastic, but, yeah. the, uh, you know, it is what it is. Did you see that uh, Cedric Benson, former running back in the NFL, was killed this week? Motorcycle accident. Yes, that was that was that was sad to see. Um, our thoughts go out to him and his family. And and I saw some of the things where people were rushing to him when he wrecked, and I'm like, God, that sucked. I think he was like 34. He was young. He's in right. his 30s, and that that was sad to see. Um, Big 12. Sure. Any thoughts on the Big 12? Texas runs away with the whole thing. Everything Tom Herman touches turns to gold. Um, Do you, you wish even, he would be there for Ohio State, or would, are you okay with Ryan Day? Um, 
No, I, I'm I'm fine with Ryan Day because Urban handpicked him. I I thought Ohio State's offense suffered when Herman left. Yeah. Um, I did you even know that Houston had a football team until Herman went there? I mean, he no. he, he put them. Not only did he put them on the map, they dominated. Yeah. You know, right under coaching matters. And Tom Herman knows how to run a successful program. He's worked under the right people. The coaching tree for Urban Meyer is sick. Yeah, it's just it's insane. sick. But uh, Tom Herman is going to go down as a big-name coach. Um, Texas is back. Um, and it's it's good for them because, you know, they've, they've, they have suffered. Um, they hung out. They hung on to, uh, to uh, God, what's his name? Um, Mac for too long. You Mac know. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Where is he now? He's at like Connecticut or I have no idea. Couldn't South, even tell you. South Carolina. Somebody took him. Somebody hired him. Why would why would he go back into coaching? Is what I want to know. If you're Mac Brown and you're like eighty or however old he is, and you have a job as an analyst, you got to work basically one weekend. You know, every every weekend you're you're working. Oh, he's at like North Carolina. North it's his second time there. Yeah. So. North Carolina takes him. He got washed out at Texas. Yeah, you know. Um, no, I like I like Tom Herman a lot. Uh, I I think in his personal life he's made some poor choices that have kind of haunted him a little bit at Ohio right. State, at Houston, and and at Texas. But he knows how to win and he knows how to install a culture. They're going to run away with the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve is not a very strong conference overall. Um, but. Just because he wins the Big Twelve doesn't mean that Texas is a joke team in a joke comp, is a is a big fish in a small pond. They're a big fish no matter who they're playing. That's a great team right now. And what is it? Sam Ellinger is their quarterback. Yeah, he's he was good. good. Yeah, he was good last year. And their schedule is favorable. I mean, they they do come up in second game against LSU. It's going to be a tough game. Yeah, I, but they are at home. The strength of schedule stuff came out this week, and I didn't pay too much attention to it because once again, Bama's playing a bunch of cupcakes. But whatever. Well, see, they they uh, Texas their tough games are at at home. At least they've got LSU at home, and then uh, in first couple weeks of October they got Oklahoma. So that's a good game. Yeah, and but they got them at home, and then you know they've got Iowa State later in the season. Uh, I'll actually be in, yeah, I'll be somewhere else during that game. I will not be around, but um, I, I agree with you. I think Texas runs with it. I think Oklahoma's there with them. I don't think, because what, Oklahoma, because is Hurts starting? I don't think he's going to be starting, is he? Well, that's still, there's still a big question mark with Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma, um, which is crazy because that's the that's probably the the second or third biggest transfer that happened in the offseason this year <laughs> yeah how about tate martell he got tate passed martell. up too I, and you know it's weird because last time i was on this podcast i made mention that tate the starting job wasn't guaranteed and you did and sure enough last week they made the announcement i'm looking to see if he stays with miami or if he tries you know here's the thing if he in there if he enters the transfer portal again He's not playing next year. They'll no, make him sit. No, and he was talking about maybe going as a wide receiver. Who, Tate? Yep. Oh, and then, by the way, Hertz is the starter. They named him three days ago. For sure? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but he barely got it. See, and you know, I, I think that Lincoln Riley Dude, is going to put the, the best guy there. If I wish the Cowboys could have got him. Fire Garrett, Mr. Right. Clap at every goddamn thing. 
Wish they would have let him go. Kansas doesn't have – I mean, Kansas is slowly crawling back. Kansas? Well, you have Puka Williams. They're trash. I I, I like the running back. Um, Oklahoma State sucks. TCU sucks. Um, but Oklahoma um, State can beat Oklahoma. They can beat the rivals on it. That just – that's one game, you know. Big 12 as a whole isn't that great. They're no, just I not. Agree. Totally agree. So we I mean, we agree that Texas is going to win. And it sucks this. because I really I really want Campbell to do very well at Iowa State, but you know it's a garbage conference. So I agree. Did you happen to watch UFC over the weekend? No, you did not. So you did not see uh, Nate Diaz, Anthony Pettis. Diaz won uh, third round unanimous decision um, after three rounds. But the big thing was Daniel Cormier fought Stipe Miocic, and Stipe got the title back. Knocked him out. Nice. Knocked out Cormier. So Stipe did like an Irish jig dance afterwards. Uh, brings the title back to, I guess you could say, Cleveland. He's a local boy. But uh, Stipe, he was down that whole fight, and then he came out. What what he did was in the, I think it was the third round or fourth round. Fourth round, he knocked him out. He came out, and we were watching this on my phone when we were Ubering back from the race. And we got to the hotel, and we ordered pizza, and we're watching the end of the fight because it didn't end until one fifteen in the morning. And what he started doing, because he was like slow off the when he was boxing, but he can take some hits. He was taking hits from Cormier, and this is the lightest that he ever fought. I think he was at like two twenty five. Uh, Stipe was and or two thirty, and then uh, just ripped. Yeah, and Cormier was he's shorter, but he was fighting at two forty. And Stipe comes in, he's getting hit, but what he did was he came in and started doing body shot, and he was hitting him hard in the body. And right before you'll have to check out the knockout. I'll I'll see if I can pull it up, but when he like the whole sequence of it, he caught him in the ribs, just blasted him left hand, and then caught him twice and just knocked his ass out. I was like, holy shit! And but Stipe Stipe is a good fighter. The first time he fought Daniel Cormier, he got beat, but it was it was close, man. It was this this one was close. The first time he kind of got his his ass handed to him, but it was it was a good fight. I I don't know how much UFC you watch. If any, do you really watch much of it? No, I watch highlights on Sports Center. You do watch on Sports Center? Just the highlights, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to turn this down. I'm going to see if I can fast forward cuz this is on YouTube and see if I can fast forward through, you know, what they're doing. I'll probably they'll probably stick me with some ads. Oh, this so, is dumb. While this you're is a pulling while, video game. While you're pulling that up, I am looking at Bleacher Reports predictions for the Big 12. They have Kansas coming in at dead last, but here's the thing. <laughs> they're trash. But here's the thing. They went out and spent some money. They got they got less, you know, and That's I true. I think that you give him a couple of years there, they're they're back towards the top of the Big Twelve. Um, what's crazy to me is you had all those Michigan fans that wanted you know to steal less miles away from LSU all those years ago, and you yeah, know now look where, now he's nowhere. Yeah, now look so so trying to get down to this uh this thing for you uh here we go so this is this is the the end of this oh this is just the end of it but you can see his iris jig it's funny as shit he starts doing this iris <laughs> God. 
He regretted it afterwards, he said. He didn't work. Yeah, it's kind of showboaty. Yeah, he regretted it. He said it, but, I mean, he was getting his ass handed to him. And it it was nuts. I mean, I think he was down 3-0 in the fight, three rounds to none. And he ended up knocking him out. He caught him, like I said, caught him in the ribs and then hit him twice, and he was down. And that was it. Do you think mixed martial arts is going to be the death of boxing? No. I mean, boxing's still big, and I don't know why sometimes. Boxing still has big draws depending on who it is. Right. You know, when you see – we're not going to see Mayweather fight again, but you've got guys that are undefeated. But Anthony Joshua got his ass handed to him. Yeah. Or was it him that got his – he's the one that got beat, right, by the, yeah. the big Mexican dude. And then they asked Tyson what he thought. He's like, it's a repeat. It's going to happen again. He, he ain't going to beat him. And I was there like, there nice. are names that still draw, but I just – it's not like before. Like, if you can get Pacquiao and Mayweather again, like the second fight, doubt it happens. But if it did, I right. could see it paying. People pay for that shit. I don't understand how they pay that much and get that much money in a draw. It's always going to be at the MGM Grand in fabulous Las Vegas. <laughs> or it's going to be at the Raiders' new stadium. Yeah. We'll see. Um, did you think of a sports movie? I did. I have two. Okay. So do you want to go basketball or baseball? I guess it, these so, are two of my favorite sports movies of all time. I haven't watched either one of them. In oh, like I thought you were years. gonna. I thought you were combining them and gonna tell me basketball. No, that's okay. a fabulous movie though. <laughs> that might have to be one we cover someday. Um, I would want to rewatch that before I talked about it. Yeah, but, same. But I have two movies that I could future. draw from that I haven't watched in probably twenty years, and I could still talk about either one of them at length because, in my mind, they are almost perfect sports movies. All right, well, let's hear which ones. Uh, for baseball, The Natural. Okay. With Robert Redford mm-hmm. and for basketball Hoosiers with Gene Hackman. <sighs> um, I can remember more of Hoosiers, so let's go with Hoosiers. Okay. So the story of Hoosiers is based on a true story. Gene Hackman's character washes out of, you know, he's got gets into some trouble as a coach in Ithaca, New York, and takes a job as small school Hickory, Indiana. They end up winning a state title against a very strong Fort Wayne team. Um He's got, at one point in time, five guys on the team. He can't even sub. So he goes from five to six, and then he ends up during the season adding a couple of more kids to the roster. Gets the uh, this kid, Jimmy. Who, Jimmy Chitwood. That's yeah. what I was like, what the hell is his name? That's it. That, yeah. When you said his first name, I knew it. The actor looks a lot like Christian Leitner. But <laughs> he does. He, he, uh, he got that kid who was going to sit out because yeah, um, I think his dad died was what had happened and didn't want to play basketball. That movie is anymore. older than me. That movie's perfect. Dennis Hopper's a town drunk. Yep. Um, and he brings him on to be his assistant coach with the stipulation you got to quit drinking. Um, there's a scene where Dennis Hopper can't take the pressure and drinks and comes into the game screaming and hollering drunk. Uh Gene Hackman's character gets himself thrown out of games just to force his assistant coach to clean up and walk the straight and narrow. It's a very compelling movie from a moral standpoint, from a character development standpoint. Um, it has everything you want story-wise. The basketball action is pretty good. I mean, it's not on the level of like Nick Nolte's uh, Blue Chips in terms of basketball yeah. action, but it's kind of like comparing Remember the Titans to the program. The program has much better football scenes, or any given Sunday has much better football sequences. But if you're looking at story, remember the Titans is going to win. Oh yeah. So Hoosiers for me wins in terms of story. Uh, It's it's a great story centered around a basketball team. I I will admit I 
I don't want to study too much about it. I don't want to know how much of that movie's bullshit and Hollywood like creative license because I know that, you know, when I went into the blind side and started looking stuff up, I got mad. When I went and started looking stuff up with uh, Remember the Titans, I got mad. Yeah, how and, shit went down. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of Disney magic on Remember the Titans. Yes. Um, but uh, what was the other one that, that's based on a true story? that really Mighty Ducks. Is that based on a true story? I don't know. Oh. Probably not. Uh, no, but there, there are a couple of movies like that where the more I learned. Oh, Rudy. Rudy was one that oh, really fuck like Rudy. Oh God, no one cares about Rudy. Fuck Rudy. That guy's an asshole in real life. Yeah, no one likes Rudy. No, like in, it, there was never a moment where the players went in and put their jerseys on the table. That never happened. And that's the most powerful scene in the entire movie. No one cares. Right, but so I, I haven't. I don't know. Rudy. Hoosiers could be complete bullshit. Other than the fact that the coach came into town. And he won a state title. Yeah, because they win. What Jimmy scores at the last second, and right? Win, and it, but it's set. People don't realize it's set in the early fifties, right? Like that's, and you know, people that watch it now wouldn't understand what the fifties was about, right? You know, millennials. I mean, I'm technically a millennial, but the uh, they wouldn't understand what's going on and how big of a deal it was. I mean, and it's a big deal now if you came in drunk. To coach a game, it is, but you don't I mean, really have like town drunks anymore. No, not really. The, the everybody's just drunk. I mean, I think a lot of people tend to forget. I think you know the older listeners in your audience definitely would remember this, and you know, um, I, I that you know you look at at sports as a religion in certain parts of the country. Like in in Texas, football is religion, right? Oh, dude, you see their fucking weight rooms at their high schools yeah, and shit. It's that's insane. life. But in Indiana, it's basketball. Basketball rules Indiana. And so uh, it's especially in the 50s and 60s, you know. So to have a movie set in that time period in Indiana, kind of everything kind of lines up. And Gene Hackman, for my money, one of the greatest actors of all time. What's his best movie? Oh, my God. Don't do that. Um, it depends. Do you like nice Gene Hackman or do you like evil Gene Hackman? Because he's a great bad guy, too. I, I love both Gene Hackman. I love him in Unforgiven. Yes, he's I great. love him in Unforgiven. And he's great in French Connection. Uh, yeah, Popeye Doyle. Yeah. I like. Um, I love this movie he made. It's a comedy with Ackroyd called Loose Cannons. He's yes. a cop. Um, and Ackroyd's crazy. I think Ackroyd was kind of playing himself because <laughs> yeah, he's paranoid he and delusional. And then, of course, Replacements. Oh, Replacements is great. Gene Hackman, it, I'd have to look at his IMDb, but I've never seen a bad Gene Hackman movie. Well, Not once in my life. Now we're t- now we're on to Gene Hackman. Do you know what's crazy? So do you know that he was originally he Sherwood Schwartz wanted Gene Hackman to play the role of Mike Brady? No, in the Brady Bunch. At the time, he was an unknown actor. I thought you were going to say Gilligan. No, <laughs> for Gilligan's Island instead of Bob Denver. But at the time, he was an unknown actor, and the studio wanted Robert Reed, who had kind of a name and was you know Shakespearean trained, and it was the biggest pain in Sherwood Schwartz's ass because. Robert Reed would always turn in these notes about how farcical the show was and how non-realistic and just really, really like put the screws to Sherwood. Sherwood, till the day he died, regretted not hiring Gene Hackman, Hackman. to be Mike Brady. Yeah. The uh, And, you know, Hackman was in the Marine Corps. Yeah. 1946 to 1951. Let's look at some of his films. Twilight. A, co- a Covenant with Death. First to Fight, Bonnie and Clyde. That's the first Academy Award nomination. 
Oh, with uh, with uh, Warren Beatty, mm-hmm. Warren Beatty's Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Gypsy Moth, Downhill Racer, Marooned. I never sang for my father. He was nominated again. French Connection. He won for that. Popeye Doyle. Great movie. Prime Cut, Poseidon Adventure, Cisco Pike, Scarecrow, The Conversation. You ever see The Conversation? Uh, no. Um, Young Frankenstein. He was Harold the Blind Man. I forgot about Heist. Heist is great. Gene Hackman, Danny DeVito. Oh, he's Lex Luthor. Who could forget that? He's a great Lex Luthor. Um, uh, Oh, he was an enemy of the state. He's the bad guy in Ants with a Z. No, he's in a movie called Twilight, and it's not the stupid vampire. Mississippi Burning. I forgot about that one. It's a great movie. Yes. The movie uh, Twilight, though, it's a murder mystery. He's in it with Paul Newman and Susan Sarandon, and it's fantastic. Uh, The problem is if you put Twilight into your stream, you're going to get the sparkly vampire movie. He's in The Chamber. He did a couple of Grisham movies. I forgot that he was in The Birdcage. He's the conservative. Yep. Yeah. The Firm. Get Shorty. Wyatt Earp. Crimson Tide. Quick and the Dead. Crimson Tide was great. Absolute Power. The The Replacements, that was a big one. Behind Enemy Lines, that was another good one. Class Action. Narrow Margins, great. I mean, seriously, I'm looking through right now. There's not a bad Gene Hackman movie. If you find one, message me. Uh, I haven't seen it, but just based on his credibility alone. Okay, there is one bad Gene Hackman movie, Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. That's just a terrible movie. Everybody yeah. connected to it will admit it. Yeah, he, it's not really his. Runaway Jury, Welcome to Mooseport, and then he took twelve years off. And I kind of want to pull well, up. Well, he kind of Welcome to Mooseport was the last thing he did. Now, the last two things he's done has been a narrator. No, he's retired. Yeah, he was yeah. a narrator in 16 and 17 and two different things. The Unknown Flag Raiser of Iwo Jima and We the Marines. I'm going to pull up Rotten Tomatoes just because, you know, they'll put his, like, best and worst reviewed film. And uh, that's my favorite thing about Rotten Tomatoes is you can pull up anybody and they'll give you their, like, highest and lowest rated performance. But Gene Hackman, even if he's in a bad movie, and I don't really know other than Superman 4, that I've seen a bad Hackman film. Uh, he's still just great. It's a is, shame he's Welcome retired. to Mooseport with Ray Romano. Yes. It's an I've election never, movie, right? I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm aware of it. I'm not what you call a Ray Romano fan, Gary. Uh, neither am I. <laughs> so, okay, here it is. One of my favorites is got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is Loose Cannons, and I love that movie. Dom DeLuise is in it. Dom DeLuise is amazing. Dan Aykroyd and Gene Hackman. How can you go wrong with that movie? But uh, I never sang for my father's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. He's got a couple 100%s on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah, Gene Hackman's great. Welcome to Moose Sports 13%, FYI. It's more than loose cannon, so you might actually like it. I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah. See, Rotten Tomatoes, here's my thing. I'm going to go back to Batman because you're the other big Batman fan here. Are they ever going to release the Snyder Cut? Now we know it does exist after Momoa said he watched it. Yeah, he watched it. He said it was great. Yeah. Are we going to ever get it? Um, yes, but not anytime soon. Like 10 years from now, it'll be part of some sort of special bundle that you can buy. It will be on, there. On what's ever better than 4K because that'll be like three generations later. Yeah. 1,000K. Well, you know, Best Buy got rid of CDs. They're going to stop selling movies probably in the next five years. 
you're everything's going digital. Uh, the replacements, FYI, forty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So Rotten Tomatoes yeah, doesn't Rotten really Tomatoes about. sucks. Um, good, I like this. So let's go into some some other things. Yeah, we should probably go back to sports <laughs> for your <laughs> listeners. No, they don't care. I mean, we don't know what we're talking about half the time anyway, so you know that's why we're at a hundred and however many fucking episodes we're at. We're Hoosiers, eighty nine percent, FYI. Yeah, we're in, we're in like uh, what did I tell you? Twenty countries, I think now. It's crazy. I don't know how. I don't know how we got there. That's nuts. Australia is one of our. Did you guys start trying to push more towards Japan because nope, of the sports? Not yet. I think the wrestling and the baseball would take would would go over well oh, there. We should. We just got to push it there. That's the thing. But Australia, that's where we got quite a few listeners, and you know we appreciate them out there. I don't know how, but maybe my, we mentioned a kangaroo once. My brother lived in Australia for a semester when he was in college, and uh, he liked it. He liked the people a lot. He said the beer was very expensive, but very good. I, I just said I wanted to uh, – I said maybe Bindi Irwin's one of our listeners. Oh. I can say she's hot now because she's like 20. No. 21. Can't can't. Really. I saw her on Dancing with the Stars, and I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, neither one of those things are on my radar. The uh, – the, here's the other thing about Australia. You know, Foster's is known as Australian for beer. Yeah. They really don't drink a lot of Foster's down there. Like, they have well, – This is good marketing. Yeah. I mean – that's kind of like their, that's their like Bud Light kind of, you know, it's drunk, but it's not considered good. Okay. That's not like they're, they oh. would rather not be known for Foster's. <laughs> and they're not Australian for beer. Did you see, um, there's a few things here. I, I wanted to go back to this in NASCAR. Slayer was supposed to be one of the sponsors. Yeah. NASCAR said no. Right. So it ended up being pods, not Tide Pods, pods like the. The company, the yeah. the moving company? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Slayer not being able to be sponsor? I think it's horseshit. Uh, first of all, the uh, I'm a big Slayer fan. Uh, Tom Araya, the lead singer of Slayer, is like a, a very devout Catholic, which I think a lot of music fans... Perfect fan, for you. But a lot of music fans in the know know that he is a deeply devout Catholic man who happens to be in a thrash metal band. And so it's not like he's got... I, I think the image is like Slayer's this unwholesome band. They're really not. They're all like family guys. Carrie King is happily married and has kids. Um, so I don't understand why NASCAR would shy away from that marketability, but they had no problem putting Mark Martin in a Viagra car. You know? What do you... What The message they're sending is... Well, you got Harvick in a Bush car. Right. Bush beer. Right. They don't do cigarettes anymore. No, I mean, I'm that, still waiting if they let cigarette companies back in like the jewel car. Oh, that'll happen. If they if they let it back in. They won't. When was the last time it was Winston Cup? How long has it not been Winston Cup? Twenty five years? Nineties. Okay. So or early two thousands. Twenty years ish. Yeah. Yeah. I remember too how weird Nextel it was Cup going from Sprint Cup. Yeah, from from Winston Cup to Sprint Cup was just strange. It went to me. Winston, then Nextel, then Sprint bought Nextel, so it was Sprint Cup, and then I think it's Monster since. But Monster's not going to be the sponsor next year. Now they're splitting like tiered sponsorship because Monster's doing a lot of MMA now. Monster does a lot, and Monster. See what's going to happen is Monster starts backing away from that, which they won't. Anything that Monster backs out of, Bang's going to jump in. Bang's huge. They are getting gigantic. Big. Gigantic. It they, came out of nowhere. 
No, they're owned by a pharmaceutical company. I saw that. I yeah. learned that today. When yeah. I was like, who makes this? And it's some vital pharmaceuticals or yeah. something. It's crazy. So you think you're getting your vitamins with your super creatine. I mean, you look at the label, you're getting some super creatine. Just so you know, I, I my my trainer told me this. Creatine dissolves in water and it doesn't. If you put creatine in a liquid, it loses the properties that you want out of creatine, which is why you need to take it as a pill. Um preferably on an empty stomach, you know, things like that. And what Bang did, what the pharmaceutical company did, was find a way to get creatine not to break down in a liquid so that they have, and they, they're the only ones that have the super creatine that, you know, stays, keeps those properties in a liquid form, which is why, you know, they're doing well. They're selling them at GNC. They know? sell Bang at GNC now? Yeah, that's where Clay goes to buy his Bangs. It's, well, not anymore since he found out their political affiliation. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's where he was buying them. Now, here's my thing. Look, I don't understand why people, and I don't want to get into politics, but people are like, oh, I'm boycotting this because they support that. I don't give a fuck who they support. It's like me caring who you support. I don't give a shit. You're still going to be one of my closest friends. Don't right. care. I know. I know you and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Don't care. Not on all things, just on some things. Some things. Yeah. You know, and, and that's okay. Like, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit. Well, you and I can still have intelligent discourse about those things and walk away without hurt feelings. <laughs> Correct. Right. I Other mean, people, like, when people started getting into this shit and, you know, we're not a political thing no. by any means. But, like, and I hated when they did it. I hate when they do it to people. I don't care if it's Obama, Trump, whoever, either side, where people just start shitting on people because they can like, oh, look at him, his hair's this, or he's fat, or he's that. I'm like, okay, like, I don't know, why am I reading this? Like, he's a dick, I get it, I don't care. He can be a dick, as long as my fucking wallet's okay, and he's doing okay with that, I don't care. I think he's an asshole, I think he's ridiculous. I will say this, though, I will say, if you're going to host a championship team at the White House, yes. <laughs> you should feed them well. And you shouldn't just give them fast food. I understand that some of your workers are on strike. I get it. But you're the president of the United States. You have a you're a billionaire. You need to, you know, feed your team well, when he, they show he, up. He fed them uh things Domino's pizza and the people that support him. Right. And and whoppers and yeah, I know that's what he's getting. But <laughs> I if I'm going to admit and I don't care who the president is, if I'm going to the White House, which is a once in a lifetime <laughs> event and I'm being fed there, I'm expecting, you know, to be fed very well. If if you're giving me what I can get down the street, I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna be happy about it. Get it out of the taco truck. Right. Yeah. No, I you know, I, I just I hate that social media has become just a place to shit on politics. Like I don't like reading it and I stay out of it because I have to, really. Uh, for work-related purposes, and and you know, I, I t- like I tell people where I stand in the community. No, I, I do have some things in the community where I cannot do shit like that. No, you're you're better off keeping your mouth shut, yeah. and just head down and yeah. And, and you know, I don't care whoever's there at the end of the day. I don't care if it's Obama, Bush, Trump. You know, in the future, if it's Biden or anybody else, they're still the president. I don't care if I support their shit or not. They're still our president. It is what it is. I know people shit on others and like, oh, I'm leaving the country. Then my whole thing has always been fucking leave. I have yet to see it happen. No one's delivered on that promise. No, No. they never will. It's a crock of shit. So I'm going to give you a trivia question because, you know, this has turned into a sports pop culture show. Um, Sorry. No, I don't give a shit. I love pop culture. Uh, That's why I like being on your guys' show. The... 
this on this date, this date today, August twenty second, nineteen ninety seven. So we're talking twenty two years ago. All right. What was the number one song on the Billboard charts? So I was going into my freshman year of college. Yes. Is this a pop song? Nah. I want to guess Chumba Wamba's. No. I get nothing like down. that. No, 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 nothing like that. That so, was huge. My freshman year of college. Some things just. Some things had happened at this point. The song came out. The music background is is a, a remix of a song. Was it I'll Be Missing You? Correct. Uh, that was a good hint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Sean, uh, at the time it was Puff Daddy. Yep. Yeah. Puff Daddy, I'll Be Missing You. It came across on my phone today, and I was like, this would be a good one for Ryan. I think it would be great. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I like that one. Um, also big that summer, Fly by Sugar Ray. <laughs> no one cares. The, uh, <laughs> He's like losing his hearing or something. He can't sing anymore live. It's Mark McGrath's kind of sick. What? Yeah, like... <laughs> He's like losing his hearing, so it's affecting the way he performs. He can't really perform much anymore. Something like that. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, uh, one last thing I had on here, and I asked, I, I told Bear I wanted to start doing this, and we're running long on this one. I didn't realize how long we were running. It's. Uh, oh, yeah, I thought we'd be done. Yeah. No <laughs> like shit. an hour ago. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, health insurance for porn stars? Uh, I, I hadn't thought about it until you brought that up. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's a job, and I feel like it's a person who is. Uh, I mean, I mean, it is a job, right? Um, it's just a di- very different job from you know the job that you know any of the rest of us have, uh, unless you happen to be a porn star listening. Um, but it's a job, and they're definitely putting their body in harm's way to some degree. Yeah. That's a nice um, way to look at it. So, you know, and... Do you, I, do you consider an STD a pre-existing condition? In that line of work, maybe. Yeah? Yeah. Um, or an STI, I guess, is what they're called now, right? I, I have no idea. I, I don't follow the porn world. It's not my jam. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> it's not but, porn. That's just in general humanity. No, no I didn't know that. Um, but, no, I, I guess that, um, you know, I have no problem with somebody advocating for health care. I... I you know, if if your employer is willing to offer it and you're willing to uh, chip in what you need to to, to get it, sure. Um, I'm kind of under the impression that you go into that field though with the expectation that there's you're you're kind of an independent contractor. I would imagine, you know, you kind of represent yourself and you make what you can and then you probably get out. You would think. I have a friend who had a buddy who was married to someone in that industry. And I'm like, how long they've been married? And he said, two or three years. She'd get on a plane. She'd fly out to L.A., do a bunch of scenes over the course of like two or three weeks, fly home and be, you know, mother to her kids and wife to him. And I'm like, really? I go, how long is this going to last? He goes, well, God, how long do you think this can last? And sure enough, I mean, they are divorced. (laughs) Shock. Yeah, shocking. But, yeah, I mean, that was like her career there for a little. She made the money that she could and. Yeah, she she actually lived in a community across the river from the community we're recording this in right now. 
I, really? I was I asked a lot of questions because I thought the whole thing was just so strange that they that was their arrangement. And you know, because this was my buddy's friend, she was always around, like at gatherings and stuff, and all the wives knew that this is what she did and they really weren't on board with it, but it's you know it's what she did. It is what it is. I guess. <laughs> so all right. Going to the end of the sports stuff. So baseball record in 1927, Babe Ruth hit his 40th of 60 home runs on this day. Nice. So 1927, through the end of the year, he hit 60 home runs. That's insane. Yeah, especially at that time period. Yeah, 1957, Floyd Patterson knocked out Pete Rademacher in six for the heavyweight boxing title. 1960, Gil Hodges set the NL righty home run record with 362. That's pretty impressive. Gil Hodges. Huh. Why does that name not roll off of everyone's time? I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty pretty sweet stat. Right. Uh 1989, I'm gonna jump ahead here. In 1989, Nolan Ryan struck out his five thousandth batter, Ricky Henderson. Really? That's an interesting stat. Well, you gotta strike him out because if he gets on base, he's stealing like, you know. If you get him on first, he's stealing second. Rick, Ricky Henderson was was a machine. Yeah, the fact that that was his 5,000 strikeouts, crazy. Um, 1994, DNA testing links O.J. Simpson to murder of Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman. Yeah. We see how that played out. Uh, 2008, Jamaican team led by Usain Bolt smashes the world 4 by 100 relay record in the final of the Beijing Olympics. Disqualified in 2017 as Nesta Carter tests positive for prohibited substance. Yeah. That sucks for them. Usain Bolt was a monster, man. Dude, he he was insane. And he's st- I, th- I wonder if he's still going to go for it this year. It's crazy to me that he can, he can I don't know, he's like, we're going to find his Dorian Gray picture, as Brandon sometimes says, because he, uh, he, he hasn't aged. He, he's still a hell of an athlete, and he was setting records. What was this? 2000 I think he started in 2009. Yeah, so for 10 years he's been running. Yeah, nuts. That's insane. No, do you think uh who's the other one? Um who's the guy that sings happy? Pharrell Williams? Yeah, who doesn't age. Oh yeah, he's a vampire. The guy has never aged. He and Keanu Reeves drink the blood of virgins. Yeah. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is the same. Yeah. So, we're going into uh some happy birthdays. So, happy 80th birthday to Carl Yastrzemski. He's still alive? Yes. Shut up. <laughs> it's his 80th birthday. Dude, I thought he died when I was a kid. <laughs> People don't realize that shit. I just had to look up because I'm like, holy shit, he's 80? Because, yeah, he is He is very much I alive. I would have guessed he was older than that, to be honest. Sorry, Carl. Yeah. See, I know you're listening. Today's his birthday. It says he's 70. No, he's 80 because they just can't add the numbers here. Um, that's just crazy to me. Happy. This is this is even crazier. 78. Eighth birthday to Bill Parcells. Wow. Motherfucker is 78. He's looked that age for a long time, though, to be honest. Oh, hell yeah, he has. I can't believe that. Let me guess. Still kind of a big guy. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Yeah. He has to be. Um, Nobody else here really is worth mentioning. I think those are two big ones to mention. I I wonder, how old is Nolan Ryan right now? I kind of wonder since you brought him I'm up. I'm going to say 63. I think he's probably maybe a little older than that. Even. Really? Yeah. 
Nolan Ryan. I'm going to go with 63. Let's look him up. Kind of oh, God. I'm way off. Is he in his 70s? Yeah, 72. Yeah. Wow. Ricky Henderson's probably like 64, 65. Ricky Henderson. Uh, no, I'd put Ricky in his early 60s. 60. Nice. His so, birthday is Christmas. So Ryan struck out Henderson, and he was like, you know. 12 years older than him. That's crazy. That's nuts. The guy, will we ever see a picture of that caliber go as long as Nolan Ryan? I mean, I think Clayton Kershaw could if he stayed healthy. It's just, I I, I feel like that's such a phenom. I mean, to have an arm for that many years and to be consistently good. I mean, it wasn't like they were just keeping him on the roster because of his name. Right. He was was still closing. Yeah, he's still solid. I don't know. That's it. I'm good with that. I'm good with to end this episode on that. So Okay. Thanks to Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Work Clothing, Crandall Squatty Lawn Care, Tim at Verizon, Cassandra at PNC, Steve at Savage and Associates. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Gene Hackman for life. Oh.